Hey, folks, I'm at my desk in my office. It's about 6.30 in the morning. I've been up a while. It's been raining most of the night, and I can smell the damp earth and the wet grass. It smells like springtime in the woods. I can hear the bluebirds chattering outside. They get up early, too. This is Ernie Johnson, founder of Anashira with more stories to share with you. Hey folks, I'm at my desk, which is in our guest bedroom, and it's the headquarters of Anashira. That'll tell you how big we are small. If I walk outside down the hallway, I get to our production facility, otherwise known as the kitchen. I'll tell you a little of my life. Up at five, it's dark. I make a pot of coffee. Well, I use a container called a Yeti. It keeps the coffee hot for hours. No heat and no bitterness. Sounds like an ad, but it's not. So I sit at my desk and I write in my journal. I do it every day, every day for an hour. People who know I do this ask, what do you write about? And you do it every day? Yep, every day. I made an agreement with myself 15 years ago. I'll just do it every day. Well, I reflect. I write about what I did yesterday, what I liked about it. I write about things that bother me to get it out of my system. I write about my goals for the day so I have a map. Uh, It clears my head. I feel good when it's done. So I look out my window now and I can see hay fields. I see uh, two big branches of locust trees that I sharpened and uh, dug dug holes in the ground with a post hole digger. And I place those in the ground. One is about 20 feet tall and one is about 10 feet tall. I uh, put a birdhouse on each post and I can hear bluebirds chattering. These bluebirds, or some of them, come back every year, build a nest, and raise a family in one of the houses. The other house has been taken over by tree swallows. Like I said, it rained all night hard at times. Beyond the fields, up on the side of a mountain that's right in front of me, I can see lots of trees. I can see cedar trees, oaks, uh, red oaks, white oaks, chestnut oaks. I see hickory trees. There are holly trees, male and female. The female has the berries. And I didn't really know the difference in all these trees before I came here, but I do now. And I have time and energy to reflect on what I see, to reflect on my life. Now let me share a little bit bit about what I did in my other life. In that life, I was called earnest. I wanted to be called that, a serious, focused, intense person. I'll tell you a little bit of a typical day in that life as earnest I lived for a period in Connecticut, 
It was about 23 years ago, about a third of the way through my career in corporate life. And I worked for a big company called the Hertz Corporation at that time. I was a senior field manager. I ran car rental operations uh, as area manager, they called it, in the tri-state area of New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. I also got up early in the morning there, about 5.30, but this was not a time to reflect. It was a time to prepare for battle. I drove every day about 50 miles to my offices in Manhattan or LaGuardia or longer to some other operation. Now, in this time, where I lived, also lived many other commuters, IBMers who traveled up to Poughkeepsie or to New York. I had a good buddy who was an FBI agent. He also had to travel to New York every day. So we all got up, you know, get ready, shave. I don't have to shave anymore. Grab some coffee and... uh Hit the road. I wanted to be on the road by six. If I didn't, every five minutes that I was later than six, I'd have about an extra half hour on my commute. It was a battle. Driving into work was part of a war. 50 miles of hauling down the road in heavy traffic with a bunch of other lunatics like me doing the same thing. Everyone in a hurry. Once I got there, I had to prepare for a day of conflict. Anybody who knows New Yorkers knows that they're not known for being easygoing, easy to please people. I remember when I first got there, I went to uh, the man who ran our operations at LaGuardia Airport. I walked the facility with him, made notes of things that needed to be done, and told him, Art, I would like you to uh, do this and this and this when you get a chance. I'll be back later in the week and we'll review it. So I went back a couple days later, went on the same walk with Art, and nothing was done. Not a thing. Hey, Art, didn't I ask you to get these things done? Yeah, you asked me. To, you asked me to do it when I had a chance. Well, I didn't have a chance. Ah, so that's how we do it out here. I got it. Okay, Art, you're going to do this and this and that, and you're going to do it today. And if you have to stay here all night with all your managers, you will, because I'm going to be back tomorrow morning at 8. And we're going to walk this lot again. Is that clear? Yes, I understand perfectly, he said. That he understood. So you can imagine over 10,000 cars, hundreds and hundreds of employees, hundreds of thousands of customers over the course of a year. So just as I was clear and had to be clear with what I wanted Art to do, my superiors were the same way with me. Ernest, you're going to fix this and this and that. Now, the corporate headquarters were just uptown from my office. The chairman of the company and the CEO were in my locations every day, parking their cars on the way to work, 
They were always around. One day, the chairman had me meet him at Newark Airport at 7.30 in the morning. He wanted to review the operation. We had a lot of problems with service at Newark Airport at the time. We're walking through the car run a lot, and we're going down the ready line. That's where the cars are waiting for the customers to pick them up. He says, Ernest, you see that car? Yes, sir. You see what's wrong with it? Yes, sir. It's missing a hubcap. Ernest, who's the manager on duty this morning? Uh, It's Steve, sir. I want you to fire him as soon as I leave. Sir, he's a good manager. He's young, he's fairly new, but he's a good man. Ernest, I don't care if he walks on water. You and your people have to know what my standards are. Do you understand? You get it? I got it. And I fired the poor guy, and I hated it. And that was about the intensity of every day in this life. I had the same drive to get home at the end of the day. Often I didn't get there before 7 or 8 or 9 at night. And I went in on Saturdays to work a half a day. You can understand why I wanted to leave that corporate life. So, my life here is different. You can tell. I am no longer called Ernest, except at the bank. I go by Ernie, like when I was a kid. I told you about what I do now when I get up. I have breakfast with my wife, Dawn, every day. Our life is simple. We have chickens. They live in a large coop that I built with my friend Clifton Buckner. I split the posts from links of locust trees. I split them by hand. The same way that Abe Lincoln used to split fence rails 170 years ago. I built these chickens a big atrium, which protects them from hawks, raccoons, possums, and other varmints. They have a door so they can get in and out of this area and go out in the daytime and run around on the edge of the woods. I have a fenced-in area for them, and we eat delicious eggs whenever we want. So you can see a little bit how my life is different. As I talk about the other time, I can feel the tension rise inside me, just thinking about it, just remembering it. But this life is so much easier, so much more productive. I could never make the soaps I do without the peace I have here. I have more to tell you about, but it's going to have to wait until next week. Thanks for joining me with stories from Anashira and the mountains of Western North Carolina.